Welcome back to Not in the Mood. I'm your host, Daryl Moody. We're going to tackle a familiar subject uh, on this week's episode, and that is kind of real estate prices, the real estate market, what you should be doing if you're not, uh, if you haven't bought yet, if you are worried about getting priced out of the market and that sort of thing. And I understand we've talked about real estate before. Uh, everybody knows that the market is hot, and, and so this isn't anything new. I'm probably not going to share any new information with you this month, but I want to have a larger discussion because as somebody who watches the real estate market, Market, uh, probably closer than most folks, I am beginning to worry that maybe we are uh, getting close to seeing uh, a bubble similar to what we saw in 2007, 8, and 9 during the Great Recession. So, and the reason why I'm saying that is because we've seen just this significant increase in home values. I mean, double digit values increases, and that is unsustainable. If you're somebody who is kind of on the sidelines right now and not ready to buy, or maybe you wanted to buy, but you don't have enough money, maybe you're getting priced out of the market, you are no doubt rooting for a bubble. Uh, if you're like me and you bought your house uh, at the end of 2009 and all of a sudden you find yourself with a pretty uh, healthy chunk of equity, I don't really want to lose that equity. So I obviously uh, am not rooting for a real estate bubble, but I'm not an expert in that sort of thing. I couldn't tell you what's going to happen or not. So I found somebody for us to talk to this week. His name is Dr. Frank Notaft. He is the chief economist with CoreLogic. Uh, they are just out with a brand new report, their home price index, which kind of looks at uh, real estate values across the country. What is pushing values higher? Uh, what factors into the significant increases that we have seen? Uh, and I, when we get into the conversation, you'll you'll find I have a bigger question for him, and that is, are we getting toward a bubble? I mean, the last, uh, you know, you guys remember me talking about my past experience working in real estate, uh, mortgage and title in the early 2000s, uh, up until 2007, and this to me feels a lot like it was in 2005. Just the urgency to buy the exponential growth in values. And like I said, if you're on the sidelines right now, unable to buy either because you can't find something because the inventories are so low or you don't have enough money to put down for a home or you're waiting until your financial situation improves a little bit, you're watching this really closely because you uh, don't want to get priced out of the market for good. And I can remember back in 2005, it felt like if you didn't buy right then and there, you were never going to be able to afford. Lo and behold, we had the economic meltdown, the financing uh, industry collapsed the way that it did, uh, the trickle-down effect hit real estate values, and we are only now in 2021 uh, seeing values here where we live in Orlando uh, finally climbing above where they were in 2005 during the height of the madness. I can remember back working for a mortgage broker in 2005, thinking to myself, oh my God, if I don't buy now, I am never going to be able to afford to own my own home. Now, obviously we know what happened in the Great Recession, we know what impact it had on real estate values, and it's a much different world now. But I wanna to talk to Dr. Notaft about what we're seeing now, why are we seeing these significant increases in prices? Uh, but before we get into that, let's find out exactly what CoreLogic is and what they do. Uh, so CoreLogic is a property technology and data analytics company, and we specialize in the residential market and housing. Uh, so we have uh, the biggest housing database in the country, and we provide a lot of products and analytics based on that. So, for example, one of the analytics that we prepare is a home price index so that we can measure what's happening with home price trends over time. 
and you guys are, are out uh, this week with your new home price index in report. Uh, report. And obviously, uh, you know, we've been talking for months about the increase in values. Tell me what your index found. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, prices are just soaring. Uh, Double-digit home price growth. That's true nationwide, but it's also true in Florida, and it's true in Orlando. In, in particular, in Orlando, we recorded an 11% rise in the home prices May to May over the last uh, year. So uh, double-digit home price growth across the country and in the Orlando market as well. And we've talked before about the, uh, you know, the, the typical forces driving prices higher. You've got an influx of folks moving down here. Uh, interest rates are still really low. You've got the pandemic. A lot of people were forced to kind of reevaluate their lives. Many of them are saying, I need more space. But what else do we have pushing prices as high as they are? Well, I tell you, it's really that intersection of demand and supply. And as an economist, I always like to put things in terms of demand and supply. So what's driving the demand is the fact that mortgage rates are at a record low. They continue to be at or below 3% interest rate for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. That's phenomenal. So with these record low mortgage rates, that's helping to drive demand. It's driving demand by first-time home buyers, but even for uh, older millennials and young Gen Xers who realize, gee, they need more house, they need more space because they are working from home and maybe they got a classroom at home as well. So they want more space. So they're looking to trade up to something larger. And at the same time, we've got a constrained supply. We have a constrained supply because many of the uh, owner-occupants are baby boomers. And, uh, you know, being older, they're at greater risk of uh, health complications from the pandemic. And so while they might ordinarily have wanted to list their home for sale, many of them are postponing selling their home until after the concerns and fears of the pandemic are behind them. And so they've postponed listing their homes for sale. So we've got actually a shortage of inventory on the market for sale at the same time that we're seeing this just this big increase in demand for homes. And when you put the pieces together, it results in double-digit home price growth. Now, I've talked to enough experts myself. I've come up with my own theory. I think the, you know, you you touched on the uh, millennials. You know, ten years ago during the Great Recession, the headline was millennials are not buying. Millennials are staying at home, living with their parents. Uh, is it safe to say that we've basically had an entire generation that has been on the sidelines in terms of the real estate market for the last ten years, staying at home, living with their parents, saving their money? Now, as you said, they need more space, and lo and behold. They've got the money and the buying power to do it. Is that is is it can it can an entire generation of buyers uh, be what is, is is driving the market right now? I think that's a, that's a good part of what it, what it is now, and I and I think you really summed it up well. It's a big change. Ten years. And so 10 years of saving up money, saving up the resources needed to buy a home, now they're ready, especially with mortgage rates so low. Because with mortgage rates so low, it translates into a relatively low monthly mortgage payment. Now, the challenge, the affordability challenge for a lot of uh, home buyers, especially first-time home buyers, is the fact that prices have gone up so much. So just look at the Orlando situation. So prices are up 11% in just the last year. That means the amount of 
cash and funds that you need to save up to buy, that is your, your nest egg, that needs to really be 11% larger than what it was a year ago in order to be uh, able to make the down payment, the closing costs on, on settling on the home, and to have some cash reserves after settlement. So for a first-time home buyer, it's gotten more challenging to save up that, that nest egg um, even though the monthly mortgage payments are very attractive right now because mortgage rates are at a record low. So let's talk about the first-time home buyer. Uh, obviously, first-time home buyers are kind of buying at the low end of values uh, where, where we see even lower uh, inventories available. But if you are a first-time home buyer, you've got some money, you've got, you're, you're pre-qualified for your mortgage, what are the things that you should be looking at? What should you be doing? to make sure you're set up and ready to buy. I think what's really important for a first-time home buyer is for them to do their homework. Now, no pun intended here, but what I mean by that is that they should look around and um, decide on what are the characteristics of the that the home needs to have to meet their needs so that they're satisfied with their home purchase. What, that, what does that mean? That means how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, how much living space do you need? Do you need to have that office from home workspace? Um, do you need a garage? Uh, what about commuting? Uh, how close are you to the highway? How close are you to um, retail uh, centers, uh, to, to your place of work, um, to the school? Maybe if a school is important, how close are you to the local school? Um, so you need to know what kind of attributes you want to have in that home so that you're ready as soon as a home comes on the market to make that decision, gee, does this home meet my needs? And if it doesn't, fine, move on. But if you find a home that meets your needs in today's market, you've got to act quickly. And so knowing for sure what, you, what neighborhoods you want to look at, uh, what community, communities you, you, you're, you're interested in, what the attributes of the house are, that's all important. That's part of the uh, first-time homebuyer's homework so that they're well-prepared. Another part of their homework is just to make sure they um, know how much they can afford in terms of the monthly payment. Uh, so what many first-time homebuyers are doing is they're getting pre-qualified for a mortgage loan. So they've been meeting with a, uh, an agent, a loan officer, just to understand how much it is they can afford to, to buy. So being pre-qualified already for a loan, that also is helpful because then you can go in once you, once you make a bid, uh, to buy a home, um, that's good information for the home seller to know that you're pre-qualified, uh, for the loan, uh, so that there won't be any stumbling blocks that might hinder the settlement on the home. Okay, uh, I understand in terms of the property, what you should be looking for. But uh, as far as a, a, a borrower, prospective borrower, uh, other than getting pre-qualified, what are the things that they should be looking at and, and, and kind of keeping in mind while they're searching? Well, I think one thing that's important, especially uh, if you want to make sure that there aren't any hiccups when you go to apply for a mortgage loan, is um, make sure you're not taking on any additional unnecessary debt. Uh, so, for example, if if you get a new credit card and you run up the um, the balance on your credit card, hmm, 
that's going to potentially make it more difficult to qualify for a mortgage loan. So it's important to be prudent uh, and smart about how you're using credit before you go in to apply for the mortgage loan so that you're in the best possible situation to not only be qualified and approved for a mortgage loan, but also that you can be approved for the lowest possible mortgage rates that are available in the marketplace. Now, I can think of, of at least two different friends off the top of my head that were actively looking for a home. Uh, this year, and because the the market is so tight and because inventories are so low, they have basically decided to, to, to step back, you know, sign another lease, and just kind of watch the market for another year. Uh, is, that a pre- is that a wise thing to do, or are they going to find themselves priced out of the market? Oh, that's a, that's a really great question. I'll tell you what our forecast is for home prices over the course of the next year. Uh, I do think that with this uh, large demand and uh, severe shortage of supply in the marketplace, we will continue to see double-digit home price growth recorded throughout the summer. But I do think as we get toward the end of this year and into 2022, we'll see a moderation in home price growth. I'll tell you why I believe that. I believe we'll see a moderation in home price growth because I'm I'm remaining uh, optimistic, perhaps, but that the pandemic will be in the history books by then, and we'll see more of the baby boomers come uh, early 2022 willing to put their home on the market for sale. So we'll see an increase in the inventory for sale, an increase in the supply of homes that are listed on the marketplace for sale. And at that point, too, we might see mortgage rates a little bit higher. You know, keep in mind, we're at a record low over the last few months. Uh, it's unlikely that they'll remain at a record low forever. Uh, and at some point, mortgage rates will go a little bit higher. I, know, I don't expect a big jump in mortgage rates, but I do think by early 2022, mortgage rates will be higher than they are right now, maybe a quarter percentage point, maybe a half a percentage point. And what that means is that that will help to um, uh, moderate uh, some of the demand to buy homes. So between those two forces, more supply, a little bit less demand, we expect a moderation in home price growth um, over the next year. Our forecast for the Orlando market is for home prices to rise about 5% from where they are right now over the next year. So moderation uh, in home price growth. Now, for someone who's trying to decide whether they should uh, sit on the fence or um, jump in into the market right now, it really depends on whether you are feeling financially uh, uh, secure, financially well positioned to buy right now, whether you've uh, completed your home work and you know what uh, the characteristics are of the home and the neighborhood you want to be located in. If you've done all that, you know what you want to buy and you have the financial resources to do it, then there's no need to wait. Uh, you know, you might as well uh, be active in the market today and and maybe you'll find the house that you're looking for right now. But if you don't feel that you know exactly what your needs are in the home that you buy or if your financial um, uh, wherewithal is, is not 
not completely uh, ready to to buy right now, then by all means you should wait. Uh, you should wait till next year, and um, mortgage rates uh, will still be low. They won't be perhaps as low as they are today, but they'll still be quite attractive uh, next year. Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on the other end of this, and and there are some who are predicting a bubble of sorts. Maybe they're a little more pessimistic. Uh, and for me personally, you know, the last time I uh, remember a real estate market as hot as it is right now was in 2005 and 2006 when I was in the mortgage business and in the title business, and it was like the wild, wild west. Uh, now, as we spoke about before we started recording, the fundamentals of the lending industry are very different than they were in 2005, but is there a chance that we could be witnessing a real estate bubble? I, I think the market fundamentals are just substantially different. It's like night and day comparing today with 2005. And, and I'll, I will mention that, you know, in our U.S. home price index, we've recorded a 15% rise in home prices over the last year. The last time we saw a 15% annual increase in our national index was in 2005. So there are some similarities uh, there. Uh, you're exactly right, Daryl, in terms of the home price growth. Uh, but otherwise, the market fundamentals are very different. Like you mentioned, uh, the, the mortgage products and mortgage underwriting uh, scenarios are very different. Today, mortgage underwriting is prudent. It is sound. It's based on fully documented loans. Gone from the market, market are what we saw in 2005, the really high-risk products, the subprime mortgage loans, the uh, no-doc mortgage loans, uh, sometimes referred to as liar loans. Uh, also gone is the rampant use of second mortgages. We, that's what was part of the 2005-2006 crazy, crazy bubble market. Those are not part of this market. What's driving the home price increase today is market fundamentals, strong demand, and a shortage of inventory on the market. Um, when I look at the housing market, the housing market today, nationwide and in uh, the Orlando market, is underbuilt. Vacancy rates are low. Back in 2005, we had an overbuilt market. We had vacancy rates high and rising, so a very different housing market fundamental. And I'll tell you one thing that's really helping to support demand in uh, Florida as a whole, and that's population growth. When I looked at the most recent data from uh, the government on population growth in different parts of the country, the two states that top the list, in terms of population growth over the last year. Number one was Texas. Number two was Florida. So Florida continues to be very, uh, 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 very good market for attracting uh, population growth. Some of it is baby boomers retiring, but a lot of it is younger kids too, younger, um, younger cohorts who are moving there for the job opportunity. And that's really helping to drive that demand for homes. So um, a really good observation, Daryl, that home price growth today is really reminiscent of what we saw in 2005 and six. 
But otherwise, the mortgage market and the housing market fundamentals are radically different. So I tend to agree with Dr. Notaft. I don't think we're headed toward a bubble right now, but when you see the increase in values that we have right now, it is kind of troubling. It does make you a little worrisome, but uh, I think we're going to be okay. I think the fundamentals of the economy are strong, and I think that uh, we're going to see uh, inventories increase. We're going to see more sellers listing their homes. That's going to balance the market out a little better. I don't know if I really see this becoming a truly balanced market. I think it's still going to favor sellers for a while, but uh, I don't think we're going to see the absolute bloodbath that we saw back in 2007, 8, and 9. And uh, none of us need that, obviously, but uh, we'll have to see. I don't know. We may talk about real estate again. I don't know. Uh, let me know what you think of the show. Give me your thoughts, any criticisms you have, any questions you have. Uh, if you have a particular subject matter that you would like me to address, if you have uh, maybe a guest that you'd like to suggest, I'm all ears. You can email me at daryl.moody at cmg.com. Again, that's daryl.moody at cmg.com. I will talk to you folks next week when we tackle another subject here on Not in the Mood. Yes,